Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-man segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. Do you know, I love architecture, but there is a type of architecture that I have been a longtime fan of that I did not know had its own name, and that is novelty architecture. Oh, I didn't know this existed, but you now I'm a huge existed. fan of it. it. It is. It is a type of architecture in which buildings and other structures are given unusual shapes for purposes mm. such as advertising or to copy other famous buildings without any intention of being authentic. Mm. Uh, their size and novelty means that they often serve as landmarks. Now, uh. most people would know the, I would call the novelty architecture capital of the world. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Nevada, that you knew what I was going, right? <laughs> now, if you said, what's the second biggest one? I don't know if people would know this, but from what I've read and seen, and I haven't been there yet, but I would actually say Gatlinburg, Tennessee oh. has become the second biggest capital because they have a stretch, a stretch of land that is nothing but outrageous building after outrageous building. And I think there is one building there in particular. It is the Museum of Titanic Artifacts. And the building is in the shape of the Titanic, which is crazy. So it's very cool. Now, and people have been to Las Vegas, or you've been to other places that see mm. this. For America. those fans of the Midwest, I would say the Wisconsin well, Dells. <laughs> you knew where I was going with this. <laughs> so there's obviously the kitsch factor. And by me yes. kitsch, I mean the corniness, you know, whatever. Uh, the ironic factor of this. Uh, your mileage will vary on this. And, and probably one of the biggest pieces of novelty architecture that I have ever visited personally is the famous Brooks catsup bottle which has been trademarked the world's largest catsup bottle, which is a water tower in Collinsville, Illinois. It is claimed to be the largest catsup. I'm saying catsup because it's not ketchup. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Catsup bottle in the world. Is, 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 this, is this a uh, gif-jif controversy uh, of catsup and ketchup? No, well, I don't. Well, I'm sure it hasn't, but no, this is actually catsup. This is what this is called. Okay, I okay. I did. Go it's on. A, it's a prime example of mid 20th century novelty architecture. It is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. When we went to see it, we took a road trip many years ago, and we, we stopped off at some of these ridiculous things in in the middle part of the United States. And when we went and saw this, it was cool. It really wasn't cool at all. And what I really <laughs> hoped was that there would be a big French fry stand. Like somewhere in the vicinity of it, because that would make sense. Yeah. Any of you from Collins, uh, Collinsville, Illinois, you should put a ketchup stand next to the world's largest ketchup bottle. I'm sorry, I digress. What does this all have to do with what we're going to talk about? It's a primary part of this minute. That's right, uh, because very rarely do you hear anyone talk about both Tommy Bartlett's Robot World and Iron Man 2 from oh, 2010, which is John Favreau, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, so we're at minute 62, uh, and we are uh, coming to picking up right where we left off, which is War Machine has touched down at Edwards Air Force Base, and he is shiny, and uh, all the uh, soldiers then run around and, and closing it, and I, my the first thing would have been if I was in Rody's shoes was don't touch it. It's really hot because yes. we're in Arizona. Anything that's shiny and metal, you don't want to touch. Well, and if, let's look at you just came in at a high rate of speed. It's the desert in California. Yeah. The sun is shining. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they don't have heat distortion all around him. Just like right. you can, you can, you can be frying eggs on the side of that suit. Uh, so uh, we, we have him uh, staying there. And so, 
Major Allen comes walking up around surrounded by soldiers. And like I said, there in the credits, there is no listing for soldier like right. there is in Incredible Hulk. So right. as far as I can tell, these are actual real working soldiers uh, who got a, got a, a really prime gig that day. They <laughs> got sure to did. run around on a movie set and make sure that nobody tried to climb on the B-2 bomber. Uh, uh, and then, you know, get to like stand and look in awe at, uh, you know, Don Cheadle in half an Iron Man suit. I doubt that he was wearing <laughs> yeah, the full right. <laughs> thing. But also in interesting to see the height because right. usually you don't see iron man standing with people so as you can see that i mean don Cheadle is, is a regular height person he uh, right. he's not an extremely tall person but he's not a short person he was he would say right in the middle there but here he's head and shoulders above almost everybody around him and you know major allen walks out, has to look up in order to talk to him oh you know he's he's coming up allen is coming up right to about the bridge of his nose so yeah. i mean he's a good like say, 10 inches least- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Almost a foot, maybe a little bit less. But yeah, I'd say uh, so. Yeah, it adds it adds quite a bit uh, all along the way. Well, those um, thrusters, those thrusters in the, in the <laughs> shoe soles have got to do something. Question and is, one thing, are they raked? Like it, it technically is Iron Man wearing heels? Oh, mm-hmm. oh I don't. <laughs> or platforms. Oh, oh that's platforms. I don't know. It's like platforms. This is the this is these are Stark Stark Doc Martens. Uh, like they got the oh, big. Oh my god. <laughs> Somewhere there's a digital bouncing soul. Stark Martin. Uh, boy. Hey, just one thing to add is as, the, as we cut into this close up shot, like you just said, and Don yeah. Cheadle's probably just wearing half a suit. You know, he's up wearing the upper part of it. Um, you know, OK, so we talked about in the last minute where we said, oh, look at the CGI of the full suit. And it looks a little it, it looks a tiny bit wonky. Yeah. But when he, when they go into the close shot and that's all a practical suit. Yeah, maybe that is it. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe that that is a matching effect. I mean, he looks really bright. I think it's it all has to do with the way the light is reflected. Yeah. We haven't seen this suit in, in this movie. We've only seen it in the Hall of Armor, which it's very dimly lit. It's in the yeah. shadows. And yeah, this is uh, this looks pretty realistic, especially when you see the practical nature of it when he's standing there. So kudos to everybody. Yeah, nice I got the impression this. that the original Mark II suit, which we're assuming this is, uh, was more Bondo. Like was more, you know, matted oh, because right. like even in this one, even though it looks reflective, it's not reflecting anything right. like we're not seeing if it was like a mirror suit, we would be seeing the sky and clouds and all the other soldiers reflected in it. But we're really not. It's just sort of shiny metal. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's not it's not to a mirror finish. It's right. more to a buff to a, a buff finish. Right. Yeah. So uh, Major Allen walks up and says, Colonel. And Rudy says, Major, <laughs> which tells us that. Rhodey outranks him. So yes. currently on this field, Rhodey is the commanding officer. Like he is the highest ranking person there. Now, I'm obviously not in the entire Air Force, but for what they're what they're doing right now, yeah, he outranks him. So uh, Major Helen says uh, what we're all thinking right now, which is, wow. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You really got it. Like, I can't believe it. Like, this there's, is a, there's a lot in, the, in, that, in that one word. Uh, and Ray looks around, sort of like surrounded by all these people and goes, yeah, let's take it inside. Right. <laughs> Major Allen says, clear the area. So then we have them uh, sort of like all the soldiers sort of uh, hang path as Rhodey then takes it into the hangar. Uh, and then as he does, uh, the music swells and uh, we fade out. Yeah. And we fade to black. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is you don't usually see this certainly in, in these movies. This is a fade to black because yeah. it's designed to then pop us out as we cut hard cut to the next scene. So I, I guess it is that a uh, end. I mean, it feels like the end of an act there, but it feels like 
that was a really if that was act one, that was a really long act. It's a really long act. Right. No, yeah. I think it's I think it's just to basically show that, hey, a different story now is going to grow from what's just happened. Yeah. And and they're trying to give you the visceral pop of what you're about to see next. Yeah, exactly. Because needle drop, uh, yeah. we hear music start playing uh, and it's the Beastie Boys. Uh, and, and yet Captain Kirk is nowhere to be seen. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, so this is actually Groove Holmes by the Beastie Boys. It's from their 1992 album. Check your head. Uh, if you want to know more about the Beastie Boys, you should check out Beastie Boys Story, which is a new documentary uh, from the two surviving Beastie Boys uh, that Apple TV put out, especially with Apple Music. But uh, I think if you can get your free Apple TV Plus trial, you can check it out. They, it's it's the, the guys telling the story in their own words and music. And so they actually go deep into their each album and how they put it together and stuff, too. It's, it is, and it's directed by Spike Jones, So it is highly entertaining, too. So it's not just a lot of talking heads it's a recording of a show they put on that they traveled around and do this so this is like in new york in front of an audience them telling this story including all the times they, they mess up their own story and their technical problems and everything else they kept all that stuff in because that's kind of the beastie boys style uh, but it's really worth checking out uh so and obviously john favreau is a big fan so that's why we have it here and we cut to another iconic shot from this movie. I say if there's if, if you did your top five shots from Iron Man 2, this would be on him. And it's uh, Tony Stark eating a donut inside of a donut. Because uh, <laughs> as the camera pulls back, we see that Tony Stark in full Iron Man armor and wearing his uh, Ray-Bans, I think. I couldn't get that close enough to see. Uh, he's, he's sitting in the giant logo of Randy's Donuts eating a donut. From Randy's Donuts, because because that's the way Tony Stark rolls. He wouldn't go to Dunkin' Donuts and bring them and be over at Randy's Donuts. I mean, come on. Uh, but everybody has their their hangover food, and I guess Tony's is uh, Randy's Donuts. Uh, this is, of course, Randy's Donuts is, is an iconic uh, thing. Uh, uh, and like Rob was talking about with uh, the, the what was the type of art? Uh novelty architecture novelty architecture yes and if you drive through uh la you can't miss it uh it's it's at 805 west manchester boulevard in inglewood california inglewood i've heard is always up to no good uh it has four stars on yelp uh, with over two thousand reviews so pretty good average guys yeah it's pretty good uh so as as we as, as we we pan back then we see him uh you know uh, just lounging uh, and enjoying his donuts, uh, thinking about like, man, that party was off the chain. Uh, and so that, as we play, he sees somebody's looking at him. It is a bald black man. And my God, it's Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> OK, wait, can I just tell you, this is one of the greatest, you know, we've talked about. OK, and th this is th I think this is a book into something. Yes. We talked about in a previous minute when Tony has he's just finished the fight with uh, with road with Rhodey. Yep. And we have that amazing zoom that pushes in from outside the place down right to Tony's face. Mm -hmm. You realize that this is the opposite of that. Oh, yeah, true. Because so we're seeing him is, farther, and it pulls back and pulls back and pulls back. And then okay. you, you reveal someone standing there. That's a, that's that's nice camera work right there. No, and this camera work is amazing because we are right on top of Tony. Beautiful lighting. He's eating the donut. It's pulling back and pulling back. And we realize, wait, where is he? Oh, yeah, he's in a donut. Oh, my God, he's in Randy's donuts. And it keeps pulling back until Nick enters into the shot from the left. This is a gorgeous camera movement. And it is and it is the it is the bookend to the shot of Tony defeated in his in his kitchen, basically, for lack of a better area of uh, kitchen fireplace. 
but I mean, just wonderful work here. This is absolutely, I mean, you're right. I mean, not only iconic for this movie, iconic for the MCU. I mean, it's it's just an unbelievably gorgeous shot and how they pulled this off. Wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah, so big yeah. shout out to Matthew Libatique, the DOP for Iron Man 2, because uh, he really uh, pulled off a great shot here. I mean, the lighting is is great. Yes. Uh, and also uh, shout out to Hughes Espiny, who is the focus puller. Oh. Had to keep everybody like nice, uh, you know, crisp, and so they're only blurring as it goes well, on. And I got it, so. and that's and that's an amazing. Wait, and really, kudos to that because one of the things that this shot makes that hard is yes, you could digitally mess around with it. I'm sure, sure. too. But once you once you enter in the logo of the Randy's Donuts, it stays razor sharp the entire rest of the of the pool. Like, yeah, man, just. Ah, kudos to this. This is just incredible. Incredible work on their part. Uh, And so then we reveal, obviously, that this is Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, He has 195. Sorry, 196. No, wait, 197. Man, Sam, stop working. Okay. (laughs) For, for this moment, right now, he has 198 credits on IMDb. Whoo! Wow. Man, that's like... And so by the time you hear this, I'm sure that number will be wildly inaccurate, but and it's that, still there. And do, none of those include what's in your wallet, right? <laughs> right. No. That does not include any commercials at all. Or does it, it, it does include that? voiceover. So like Afro oh. Samurai technically is on that list, oh, but uh, none okay, of the commercials. Right. And that includes right. every cameo as well. Uh, so interestingly, in, in his career, which we all know and love because Samuel Jackson is, I think, the most bankable actor in Hollywood because he has been in more uh, $100 million grossing movies than anyone in history. Uh, he actually, uh, what, what would you say that w- it was his breakout role where he like went from like that guy who's pretty good to like Sam Jackson. Oh, boy, you know, see, now I'm going to tell you this. I, I don't I don't have a good answer for this because to be you honest, from yeah. coming to America, like I just oh, know from okay. his from his role, because I think that's one of his first movie roles is coming yeah, to America. I, he, Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, even yeah. as a I think I think he doesn't have a name in that. Oh no, <laughs> he's just he, the guy who tries to hold yeah. up the McDowell's hold up story. man. I think it's just it's just the <laughs> credit credit as. I know. Which, by the way, wait little little sidetrack. Okay, of course we're we're mentioning the very famous um, Eddie Murphy Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. uh, comedy coming which, to America. By the time you hear this, you're probably enjoying the sequel. I was so, going <laughs> to say you're probably yeah you're definitely hearing which this like after it's come out. Seen it. I really kind of hope that Sam Jackson let's let's go on a limb here. I hope he has a cameo in it. That would be great. That, that would be, would really be great. amazing. I mean, I hope, I hope Eric LaSalle is in it as well. I mean, there's all- yes, <laughs> all of that. Um, so no, like yeah, no. I mean, I think of coming to America, but but I mean, that's not that's his first role. But you know, no. now when you just think of Sam Jackson, that's what I think of. What yeah. do you think is his turning point? Like, what's I, his- I would say for me, it would be Pulp Fiction. Oh, because okay. he did a lot of great stuff with Spike Lee. Right. Uh, but I mean, and, and 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 as people look back, they went, oh, yeah, he was that one. But I don't think he was a name until that. And that was in 94. And so when he did the Pulp Fiction, he was 46 years old. What? Yeah. Like he was a, a grown man, like barely making it in Hollywood. And when, wow. and, uh, when Quentin okay, Tarantino wait. went, I want that guy. Hold on. I just want to say a couple things. For all of us who might be listening to this, they're in their late forties. Yep. I just want to say that that is incredibly hopeful, and 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 amazing, and and therapeutic to know that you could be in your late forties and your career might only just be hitting its stride. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for all for all the uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier who won an Oscar at, at age eighteen. Yeah. Whatever. There are a lot of people out there like uh, you know like. Uh, 
Alan Rickman, who did not get his first movie role until he well into his 40s. So That's it's not it's excellent. not too late. That's right. You 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 Matt Damon's and Ben Affleck's out of there. Suck it. <laughs> whatever right (laughs) you can keep your miley cyrus's yeah (laughs) oh okay yeah all right sure (laughs) young she's our young saying from i'm just kidding (laughs) oh it's just made me feel so happy now i know right (laughs) all right yeah and and look what he's done over the course of the you know in the they would they would say in the in the latter half of his life, it turns out to be the prime of his life. Oh my god, completely! Are you? Yeah. Kidding? Oh, jeez. Yeah, it okay. get better. And the thing is, one of those—he's th- one of those guys that show up on screen. You're like, oh yeah, yeah like you exactly. know, you're going to get something amazing. Just like you know, he's in the few caliber actors that like he's great, even if the movie isn't. Yes. And in 198 credits, there are going to be some clunkers in there, but you know, yeah, he always gives a a solid performance. I mean. Snakes on a plane might not be well regarded, but we all remember it. Uh, and <laughs> and let's not forget uh, he, was, let's, he was in on the joke. And let's oh, not forget Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue yes. Six. Deep yeah. Blue Sea. Um, there's too much information. Anyway, um, so this is this is this is his second appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he skipped over. Uh, Incredible Hulk, sadly. I know that we could use a little more Sam Jackson. Um, but this is actually the start of his record-setting, unprecedented nine-picture deal. Uh, so after his cameo appearance at the end of Iron Man 1 in the post-credit scene, which, again, was unheard of at the time, they Marvel signed him for nine appearances. And that's that also was record-setting, too. Not only the fact that no actor had ever signed for that many movies before, also... For multiple movies. So it wasn't like you, you agreed to be in Star Wars four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like, no, no, no. He appeared to be nine appearances as Nick Fury. Then they did not specify where those appearances were going to be. Now it's they're like, yeah, okay, that's that's what happens. Like you agree to be your you sign up to be now you're Robin. Okay, so Robin, you're gonna be showing up in X, Y, and Z. But he was the first one that got this deal uh, and that we has really changed how these things work because it wasn't about he he, he signed on to be in movies that hadn't been imagined yet. That's pretty amazing. And a and a really sweet deal for him. So I, and of what I understand, it was a very nice paycheck. You know, okay, as you were just saying this and I was blown away by this, I thought to myself, well, where does that where does that rate on the the most appearances by the same actor playing the same character? Mm, yeah. And I thought that that would be high up there. It's not. It's not. Oh, I, I would have to say that probably uh, Munch is probably in the in the high thing because he has gone and done that role. In multiple oh, things. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I don't no, care like there's rank is Lieutenant Munch. Yeah. Okay. No, no. And... I mean, right. But there's okay. But like, if you just go with movies, mm. there's ones in here I didn't even think about. Like, okay, the number, the top of the list, the of this particular list, Desmond Llewellyn as Q, seventeen times. Wow. Yeah. Hi. Wow. I didn't thought about that. Yeah. They even tried to. They passed it along to, to John Cleese and John I mean, Cleese but I mean, but okay, but yeah, I mean, he has played the same character. Oh, grow up, 007. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or you know, you want to go crazy, like, um, well, even Lois, uh, Lois Maxwell as Miss Moneypenny, fourteen times. Oh wow, you forget about oh, yeah, all that's those. True, movies. yeah, I do forget about that because I always think of them changing everybody, but they didn't. They right. would really just change Bond, right? And they would keep everybody else the same. No, I missed. I was okay. Now that the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, then that's true. Or even go like uh, Johnny Weissmuller as Jungle Jim sixteen times. 
Oh, so Not Tarzan? Uh, it's oh no, he's it's the same guy who played Tarzan, but yeah. J- Jungle Jim was a different. Is a different was it before or after? Yeah, I think it was before. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Well, you've paid your dues playing Jungle Jim. I mean, now you get to do the real job of being Tarzan. Um, or like uh, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. So from thirty nine, he he played this one character, Andy Hardy, sixteen times. Huh. So who knew? I mean, yeah, yeah that was back when you could do like five or six of those in a year. <laughs> ex- uh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> oh, no the studio you know, system. It, it was a totally different thing. So wow. Yeah. I mean, it, wow. You learn something new every day. All right. Yeah. So we, we go from uh, them sitting outside and then uh, Fury sort of basically. Uh, so he says, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut, which is a great line. <laughs> uh, and then sort of gestures inside. They go in uh, and they go and Rob, they're not inside of Randy's donuts. I kind of thought that <laughs> <laughs> because Randy's donuts, that one doesn't have an interior. It is a yeah. drive-up only restaurant. There is no interior. So they, in the commentary, he does not reveal where this is, but it reveals it is a completely different location that they redressed as if it was the interior of Randy's Donuts. And you can oh. see the even the logos that they paint backwards on the on the windows above them. That's all set dressing. Yeah, it's all set dressing. And okay, but I will say though, kudos to the uh, people because those booths are amazing yeah they I mean, are like really the vacuum like a 70s yeah. you know it's a 70s i mean seriously it looks absolutely perfect um i even love the cars in the background we've got mm-hmm. all different types of makes and models years and stuff okay i i love this because i i didn't think it was the same location but i love those booths those are amazing i love uh the juxtaposition of Ordinary and extraordinary yes. and extraordinary and ordinary. And that's what's great about this is you have yes. the super secret spy who had his eye gouged out by an alien cat <laughs> who is spoiler. sitting talking spoiler. to. Yeah, spoiler alert. For, uh, I, won't, I don't know what. I, don't I, I won't know. tell you what? where it is, but you'll have to find out. Right. Um, uh, sitting next to a, a man in a multi-million dollar suit of armor and they're both sharing donuts and coffee. I love this. And just that, that look of them sitting in this really probably run down restaurant like i i, I don't I'm, I'm i'm not saying we're raised donuts and nothing but love but wherever this was probably was not the nicest place in the world and they, oh. they redressed it to to look that way no um, not at all but I, and, and it was the same kind of thing like if you had like you know it, jane foster in asgard is interesting <laughs> or, or thor yes. in oklahoma is interesting it's the right. it's the 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 opposite thing so i i love this he's in this this huge armor full of repulsors and and micro missiles and you know uh heads up displays and they're just chilling eating drinking coffee eating donuts well no and, and i love <laughs> so great you know, okay you know and coming back to this movie which we i've said obviously i really enjoy this movie i didn't realize how awesome this sequence is because again, I just I gushed so much about the pullout shot, right? Where where he's in the donut. Mm-hmm. You're right. I mean, this image just it makes me smile ear to ear. Um, and I love to since we're thinking, okay, this is older Stark technology in terms of the Iron Man suit. The helmet. I love how the el- the helmet plays a role because mm. the helmet because it can't just you know collapse in and of itself, yeah. right? I love the fact that it's kind of like his lunchbox or his hard hat. Like, you know, like he's <laughs> yeah, a construction true. worker. Yeah, they're like on a break. And so they're just like sets it down. And <laughs> I love that. I mean, I've never loved it as much as I've noticed it this time. Like, it just looks amazing. Like, 
I, uh, yeah. see, and I the, think this is great. I lo- this is this is one thing I, I will give John Favreau. Like, obviously, I've, I've taken some shots of this movie, and I will still as we go on. Um, but <laughs> I I really like it, him and Matthew working together. They shoot so beautifully, yeah, yes. like the colors in this just pop. This yes. is why this is like, and if we, the, you know, in in like 2090, when we get to if we get to <laughs> Infinity War and stuff, too. This is my major complaint with the Russos is the muted colors. Like these are giant superheroes, and yet they put like a gray filter over everything. Right. Uh, it's like it, like it, I mean, I. I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the end of Endgame. Uh, and that, that's one of my my go to comfort foods when I'm when I'm feeling down about the world and you know right. everything. Uh, I watch that stuff, but I'm like, I wish that like, why isn't Captain Cap suit blue? Why isn't Iron Man gleaming? Like, I mean, it's it's the right. the colors don't pop. They 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 go for this very muted tone. I don't like this, but Favreau doesn't, uh, and that's what makes this so great. Is like the orange and the light coming in and Sam Jackson you know like that the the dark leather coat and everything i mean there's such great color scheme going on in here i just love it i only wish the scene matched up to the visuals well we're gonna have a problem in the next minute spoiler yeah the next couple I, minutes it's when it comes down I'm yeah, not gonna, we won't get into that just, yeah, we'll just enjoy that. We got this right stuff to talk about but yeah it's so like i'm just no. i'm just enjoying what i what i like no, <laughs> right now because like uh yeah the dialogue yeah. is not going to be the best well there's now. there's a visual part that i'm going to really have a problem with next minute yeah, but anyway me too so, so, but, 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 but the, the only thing I would, the only, the only thing on this is, okay. And actually this comes to the end of the minute. I mean, obviously yeah. they, the, their initial conversation is, which is kind of awkward where he said, where, you know, Tony's like, do I, you know, well, Nick's got the funny comment about, you know, um, secret boy band. No, Tony says, uh, I told you, I don't want to join your super secret right. boy band. Gotcha. Which. I was like, I'm like, that's a good line. And also the fact that like, it is a boy band because yes. at the point there's no girls. You're right. Um, no. And that's cool. And then, and then he does do this awkward thing of, do I look at the patch or do I look at the eye? Right. Yeah. And, which is insulting. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, do, I, I do like though that like Fury doesn't, you know, for, for, first of all, I love Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. He's a little different here than he will be later on. Oh yeah. But at right. this point he doesn't take it. Like he, he, he basically just like, 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 okay, like that's, you want to play it like that? And he goes, no, no, no. See, I remember you do everything yourself. How's that working out for yeah, you? I, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Boom. Like, and because, and that's a body shot because Tony goes, it's, 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 and then he like, he, because he's like spinning like, oh, dude, wow, you totally nailed me with that one. Like he really, and then that's when he, that's when he brings up like, oh, well, I'm Tony Stark. So I'm going to hit you with the, I'm going to get you with a personal insult. I don't want to get off on the wrong foot. Do I look at the patch or the eye? Like, yeah. I don't have a response to what you just said. So I'm going to casually insult you. <laughs> well, and it's the difference here is, is I think what you're really seeing in this scene, at least in this moment is people, two different kinds of confidence. Yeah. Confidence that is true and based in I, I, I'm five steps ahead. Yeah. Nick Fury yeah. and Tony Starks, which is I'm actually compromised. And right now I'm faking it. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you think that I'm in complete control because I'm not. Um, and I love that. I mean, I think and I think that's I really love just how this scene works up yeah. until this moment, mm-hmm. um, because. It's wonderful. I mean, again, and and putting that type of conversation between these two confident heroes in this surreal environment just works. It just works really well. The only negative thing I would put on this is, and I have mentioned this before, 
when you're doing the full practical effects suit, there are issues. And one of these right now in this issue is that when he is seated, he's got he's got the big uh, shoulder pads issue where, you know, the oh, suit yeah. has now come up yeah. on his shoulders and everything. And it just it, it's you know what? It's fine. And for as someone who's been, spent many, many times in, in booths of that size, and even when I a couple oh. years where I worked at Dairy Queen and it had small yeah. booths, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that he would be able to fit inside that booth. No, <laughs> no chance. Jesus. That's nothing. I I know that. Yeah, that's true. That's not happening. Yeah. Um, no, but that's it. We get another nice shot of the glasses too. We can see that they're kind of like Tony, like they're, they're Tony Stark inspired Ray Bans. It looks like yeah, uh, which is neat. But yeah, just this banter and everything. I just love it. I just hope it gets better in the next minute. Will it get better? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> if you're fans of giant donuts and sumptuous color palettes, there's a great place for you. And it's called Instagram. Yes, well, we are on Instagram at the next reel. Uh, we are doing our, our part to uh, contribute to the gorgeous, luscious colors and wonderful scenic details that are to be found on Instagram. Uh, and sometimes we just put up clips of us being really, really ridiculous about movies. But, you know, that's the part of what Instagram is for, right? Uh, you can follow us at at, uh, at the next reel. Uh, we're happy to uh, uh, entertain you uh, in every medium that we can possibly find. Be back here for minute 63 as we continue uh, Fury and uh, Stark's coffee clutch. Uh, we'll have a, a fascinating conversation and maybe they'll get into some real deep stuff and start confessing their emotions. No, they won't. <laughs> but you don't want to miss it. Enough said. Bye. Bye.